0: When I was growing up, about 12 years old, I was molested, really? um, in school by my art teacher. And after I told her how it happened, you would have thought you would have thought somebody killed her son. Flex Lewis you're straight out of the lab.) <laughs>
1: Today's guest is called the Mutant, and at twenty-eight years old, is already talked about as being a front runner for this year's Mr. Olympia. This episode was an emotional roller coaster, and I want to thank our guests for his transparency and vulnerability. Here's a podcast with Nick, the Mutant Walker. Great to have you here. Straight out of the lair podcast. I uh, hit Nick up about what, two weeks ago?
0: Yeah, about two weeks ago.
1: Yeah. And I said, uh, Nick, I'd love to have you on the podcast if you're ever coming to Vegas before the Olympia. And uh, I think you hit me up within 10 minutes back, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'd love to come out. Yeah. And yeah. then, obviously, we had to make sure that your schedule, you go with Matt, make yep. sure that everybody yep. signed off on it. Yep. You have arrived. You've been here for what, three days?
0: Yeah, I got here Sunday morning. Yeah. Sunday morning at, like, 8.30.
1: Let me tell the viewers back home, this is how I found out Nick was in my gym. I opened up my, my fucking office door to take a piss, and... <laughs> The, the guy is just covering two of my fridges and he turns around, hey, buddy.
0: Is <laughs> that a good impression of you? Spot <laughs> on, spot and on. I was like, what the fuck? Spot no on. text, no call. <laughs> I was like, hope you do fucking pay for a day pass. Well, I, I texted you. I, I said, you'll still be there around like one, right? And you never
1: responded. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Okay. us, you'll edit that part out, okay? Uh, but yeah, he arrives into my gym and of course, everybody's very excited to see you at the gym. Yeah. Nobody knew. Yeah, think you're coming in. By the way, this cable looks like it's going to fucking strangle you. Can not do bit. something with this cable? <laughs> <laughs> what about flipping your headphones the other way around? Well, this is the right side. I know. I've got mine the other way around, too. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. Your, your left ear and your right ear, both are the same thing. Maybe now it's dyslexic, but I don't know. Maybe it's back to front. But Okay. I feel there not being choked go. anymore. There we go. I feel great. But, um, yeah, so... You've arrived here three days ago, and you've already got a couple of sessions and a couple of cardio sessions. Yep. What do you think of Vegas?
0: I love Vegas. Um, since literally I got here on Sunday, I landed, I was already in love with the weather. Way different than Tampa. Well, Florida, that humidity is not the greatest. I know, bro. It's actually really cold outside today. I should have wore a hoodie. <laughs> it is fucking cold. But I, I, I miss that, though, because I'm from Jersey, which, you know, we get all four seasons, and that was the one thing I, I even expressed to my mom. I was like... I'm I don't miss Jersey. I just, I miss like the cold a little bit. Mm. And now being here, I mean, it's obviously not like this in the summer, but you kind of get that a little bit in the winter months. And I, I like that. So. Yeah, you do. And,
1: and also Christmas feels like Christmas. Yo. Yeah. With, with Vegas, man, we have really cold Christmases. You know, yeah. so we have, I would say like two or three seasons. There's not really a, uh, I mean, you could say, people say we have seasons, but when you know seasons, coming from the UK, I had seasons,
0: right? Yeah. Jersey Jersey, seasons, the same thing. Yeah.
1: Right now, I'm seeing Jose and Evan and all them guys just raking the shit that leaves and I'm like, oh, yeah.
0: fuck that. I don't like that.
1: Beautiful in the winter when there's nothing on the trees and That's beautiful about in the summer.
0: Like, I like going home for Christmas, especially if it's snowing out, because yeah. there's nothing nicer than a nice waking up. Looking out the window, the nice snow on Christmas morning. That's exactly it. But that's it? Yeah. (laughs) That's it? I don't want to see it no more.
1: Yeah, you know, believe it or not, we have snow here in Vegas. Yeah. Do you? Yeah, we have. I didn't know that. So there's a lot of, um, in Mount Charleston, they'll have, like, a a snowfall probably coming in, I'd say, like, November, end of November. Uh, I'm in November, no, but...
0: Is it a lot or just, like, a little bit?
1: Well, Mount Charleston gets heavy snow. Really? Yeah, and it continues into probably, like, January, but um, with us here... The gym had some heavy snow on top of the of the building, and it caused the right fucking mess. The really? when it melted down, the rain and the cause it's not used to drainage. Right, right. But we do have snow, and we have obviously extreme summers and and uh, cold winters. And right now it's coming in because guy was at the house last night. He's staying on he me. Guy's sitting know, and yeah. he was sitting outside, and that guy is fucking mourning. Oh, it's fucking cold, here, yeah, bro. <laughs> I don't want to put my pants on. It's like, you live in fucking Jersey, bro. You're he, soft shit. should be used to the cold. He's not, though. But Vegas is uh, amazing for me and my family. Of course, just before you came, we talked about, you know, if there's anything you wanted to do. And the first thing you said, is like, bro, I just want to fucking chill and drink.
0: Yeah, yeah. Being, you know what? I'm six weeks out, so it's like, I, I would love to explore, but there's going to be plenty of time for that. It definitely is. Right now, I just... Just the atmosphere of being in Vegas, being here in the Dragons Lair, seeing people that you know are just as motivated as I am, you know, a lot of other bodybuilders. For me, this this is this is all I need. Yeah, you it's know?
1: A, you're a great addition to the gym. As you've seen now in the last couple of days, we have a lot of athletes that come in. Yeah, big name pros, old school pros. I think you've seen Gunter yesterday. Gun- you know? yep. And um, I miss Gunter, but um, you know, just having this environment uh, it definitely will. You know, sparks it's,
0: it's a lot different than you know the the Florida. Like it's good motivation. I got great gyms there, but there's just something different about here. You know, and this is that's why I decided to stay and finish my prep out here. Just because sometimes you just need that little extra motivation.
1: This is not exclusive.
0: Yes, <laughs>
1: Nick Walker staying at the Dragons' land for the Olympia prep.
0: Yes. Um, and I, like, even the first day I came here on Sunday, even though I had no desire to come here and do cardio after that long flight, it was just awesome to be here, you know? And then once the next day I got good night's sleep and got up and came again, did my cardio, I just... It, the, I hate cardio, so the fact that I enjoy doing cardio here, <laughs> it's a big deal. <laughs> yeah, you're six
1: weeks old. Let's talk in two weeks.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but the training, especially training with Joey, um, it's just, like I said, it, the atmosphere is good. The, everyone trains hard. And I just think that's something everyone needs like for their final few weeks before the Olympia. And since the Olympia is here, why not just stay, you know?
1: So it's a, a camp mentality for you, right? Yes. And that's how I obviously started up the Dragon's there, because for me, I, I didn't want to go to, you know, everybody's talking about Oxygen Gym when I was kind of in the, the, the main run of my, my Olympia wins and people going away. And listen, it, if it works for them, Brandon obviously does it. Yeah. You know, Brandon's got the family. But when it comes to that mindset he had to go away the sacrifice of him leaving the family um, was certainly a drive right so for you being where you are in your career and at such a a break in your career you really have to take advantage of these situations because a lot of people are not um, you know and maybe never be in your in your situation or in in the in the run you're having right now Mm -hmm. because let's be honest you are you know the One of the faces going into the Olympia, one of the most talked about pros, and one of the youngest pros on the scene that is on the the lips of everybody, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, do you feel the pressure? So,
0: to get really deep into that, um, last year, no. You know, even though I I talked a lot of shit last year, Um, you know, I said I was going to win New York, no one thought I was going to do it, I did it, Um, and everyone said it was a weak lineup, right? Everyone's like, "Ah, I wasn't that competitive as a New York pro. So I said, okay. Then the um, Arnold uh, list came out. And I'll I'll never forget it. I texted Matt. And I said, hey, do you think we can win this? And he said, yeah, I do. I said, do you want to do it? And he was like, let's just stick to the Olympia game plan. I said, I'll let you think about it. (laughs) I swear to God. And then it was like. Maybe five minutes went by, he was like, uh, DM Tyler Mannion and, and get the, the invite. So I said, okay. Within three days, we got the invite. Um, and that was like 12 weeks out, I believe.
1: So, just to let the viewers know, you weren't officially on that list no. at that point in time because you didn't yeah. put yourself forward did, for it.
0: Because we, our original plan was just win New York, qualify for Olympia, focus yeah. on that. And then we were just like, well, you can win it, let's do it. So we did it. And then I talked a lot of shit going on that show. I won it. Um, and then two weeks after it was Olympia, I placed top five. But it wasn't probably until after the Olympia that I really felt more pressure than any time in my life. And I don't know why exactly, but from, I think it's probably because I had such an exceptional year that I feel like now I have to be twice as good. you know. And I also felt like... I I put it out there that, you know, my quote, you know, speak it into existence, where if you say something, you, you can do it, and that's what I did. And I think I allowed a lot of, you know, the supporters out there to take that and use it. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like I can't let that down now, you know, because now I said I was going to win the Olympia. And so I think I applied too much pressure on myself, not so much outside pressure, but the internal pressure that I think mentally it destroyed me right after the Olympia, which caused you know a lot of the issues that you know me and Matt went through, um, and then you know that caused a, a big split, which was just as heartbreaking for him as it was for me. Um, and the whole the whole year was, to be honest, maybe until me and Matt got back together, this whole year was shit for me, mentally. I had I I felt lost. I moved to Tampa. I thought that would have made things better. And honestly, it didn't. You know, I thought maybe trying to start a little fresh would change the game for me. Um, but r- really, it, it just didn't. You know, I felt good for like a week or two, being, you know, training in my 40, doing, you know, going in And it just, I went right back, you know. And then what was really important to me was building the friendship back with Matt. That meant more to me than him even considering co- coaching me again. I didn't really care at that point. I just, me and Matt's relationship was so deep that I just wanted that back. So, you know, we worked on it. Um, you know, we kept in touch after a while. I think I texted him around June, June, July. And we just stayed in touch every every few days. We had good conversations, you know, and then it was probably around 12 weeks out. We had a nice long talk and you know we talked about getting back together he said you know why don't you drive down um we'll have a nice sit down you me my wife will hash everything out and get the ball rolling and that was the time the hurricane was kind of <laughs> on the way great planning Nick. <laughs> you planned that well so i remember i was like bro i'm kind of like i have to evacuate <laughs> So I'm coming to you. I said, I mean, he's like, well, you know, come, we have like a spare house. Come stay in the spare house. Yeah. So I said, okay, I went down there for a few days. We, me and him, you know, we, I, we had a nice long talk. Me and him and his wife. Got to see everyone at Revive. And it just, it felt like I, I, I made it when when the post I made it, it just felt like home again. Mm. Not so much, you know, being there, but just me and Matt, you know. And I know... I always, I promised Matt, I said, I'm going to start my career, my pro career with you, and I'm going to end it with you. And I also promised him I'd be his first Open Olympia winner. So this whole time I'm in prep, none of that just sat right with me. And it just, I couldn't get in a groove of prep for a long time. The beginning of this prep was bad. And then once me and him linked back up 12 weeks out, now I'm... We're 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 on a roll, and I'm I'm very happy with what we're doing right now.
1: So you moved, um, you said you moved around, right? Tampa, Tampa. Yeah, yeah. You obviously trying to find that happiness, and um, you you regained the happiness. Is from what I'm hearing. Linking back with Matt.
0: Matt was a- Matt was is not just a coach to me. Matt's my best friend. You know, Matt's a brother. Mm-hmm. He was my mentor. He was someone I go to for everything. And to not have that, I think for anyone that's heartbreaking, you know. So, like I said, it was so important for me, as I know it was for him, to rebuild the friendship. Um, And to to a degree, like I also wanted him to coach me again, which obviously that was the goal. But I also had it in my mind, like we built the that that bond through bodybuilding, Mm -hmm. so to it to. A certain degree the only way i kind of knew how to get it back was through bodybuilding again you know um but he he initiated to let's work on the friendship and i was fine with that i said let's do it that's important let's do it and then a couple i'd say month later month and a half we we got back together and that's i feel the the best i've ever felt i'm i'm, I'm regaining my confidence again and i really feel like I've made the improvements needed to my body. And I just, I really feel confident that this is going to be a really good Olympia for me.
1: I truly think that too. I'm very happy to see both you and Mark back together. Obviously, you know my relationship with Matt. I love Matt to death. Yeah. We've gone through our own hardships over the years. Um, Not friendship wise, just, you know, being able to pick up the phone and, you know, him calling me up on on various things. And I know when you guys split, uh, I know I've told you off camera as well that he was very upset. Of course. You know. Um, but I'm so glad now that you guys have been able to be able to patch up the relationship, and um, I think this is going to be something that makes you guys stronger. I do too. You know, obviously it's a two way two way street. Uh uh-huh. um, But I know when when all that went down, um, and I was shocked when it happened in, in all truth. You know, when you guys split because I you, think we guys, all were. <laughs> you had such a brotherhood and such a, a family dynamic. What was it that 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 uh, pushed you to to maybe feeling where you were and
0: i just think overall there was a lot of miscommunication that and we would go so long without talking
1: even though you were in the same state and and
0: we were right by each other fuck (laughs) greeny bro yeah that was when i lived in stewart so we were all around each other um there was and i and i I, i'll be honest i isolated you know when i Getting this, these mental breakdowns—I guess you could call them—I isolate. I don't want to be around anyone. I don't want to talk to anyone. And then for so long, I just—I couldn't figure out what the issue was. Like I, I just didn't know. You know, I even stopped training for like a couple, like a week, to see if my body just needed rest or whatever. And that—that that didn't really do anything. I tried everything possible. You know, I started uh, therapy a little bit, which did that help, Nick? Honestly. No, I'm going to be honest. I think talking to a therapist, right, I think it helps in the moment. You got whatever you need to say off your chest, you feel good, but then I feel like it comes back, Mm. you know? And so for me, it's like I could just talk to my mother or a close friend, get it off my chest, feel fine. I think for me, it was I had to repair what I broke. And the main one was me and Matt's relationship because I think that – really did more damage to me mentally than I thought. Mm-hmm. So once I really had, like, when being in Tampa, I really had, like, a long sit-down with myself. And I realized, like, I need to fix this. I don't know how. I don't know how long it'll take. But I need to work on fixing that relationship. And that's what I did. Um, and we had plenty of really good you know emotional talks and i you know we're we're both all in now and that's 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 that makes me very happy i know he's happy i know he's you know thrilled that we're doing this again and the fact that he's thrilled means more to me than anything you know because i don't want him i never wanted him to feel like he had to take me back be, you know what i mean i would i want him to take me back because he wanted to you know i wanted us to work together again be that team um, and that's that's what it is now.
1: Yeah, and, and as I said earlier, I think that team is a fucking strong one. You know, I know how Matt does things. Yeah. I've, I've seen it physically, you know, firsthand, uh, what he does, and a lot of things that, I mean, I don't know what it is, but Mark gets a lot of shit sometimes, especially and, on bo- online. And I don't I, know, and why. I
0: can honestly say I don't know why.
1: I don't know. The guy is incredible at what he does. He, he, he re- reminds me of
0: you know what it is of Neil. Yes, you know what it is. I think it's because he's young. That's exactly what it is. He's young, and he had a lot of success at a young age. And people, you know, they see a young guy come out of nowhere, mm-hmm. just just like me, right? They yep. see a young guy come out of nowhere with just crushing the game they don't mm-hmm. like it no so we got a lot of shit for it and but I, i'll tell you he, he doesn't let it get to him that much he he doesn't pay attention because he he's like me to a degree where the only people that matter are the ones in your corner that's true you know they they know you better than anyone they know who you are as a person mm-hmm. It's just like all the negative shit i get all over social media where like Oh, you're going to die in two years. You're doing this. You're abused. All that. Oh, why would I care what some Joe Schmo has to say about me on the internet that doesn't even have an Instagram picture? That's true. You're.
1: I have to add one. Sorry. <laughs> 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 Fucked up that. <there. laughs>
0: I'll, I'll put a nice one up next time. <laughs> Presume. <laughs> Presume. <Prison. laughs> but... You know, it's like, it makes, it just doesn't, I don't, when people will let that shit get to them, I'm like, why? These people, they don't know you. They're not your friends. They're not your family. They don't help you pay bills. They don't do anything for you. They're just social media trolls, and that's all they ever will be. Mm-hmm. You know, the only people that matter, like I said, are the people that should be in your corner. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to listen to the, the high ranks like you or, you know, someone that really knows the game and wants to critique you properly, then that's fine. But like some some randoms, who cares? Who cares? And I'll be honest, when I was younger and I became pretty new on the scene and got really noticed and got a lot of negativity, it did bother me then. I
1: remember us talking about that actually
0: because I didn't know how to handle it, yeah. right? Because I, I was never used to it, and mm-hmm. I'm like, what, "Why are these people talking? What did I do?" You know? Yeah, <laughs>
1: I'm like, what, what, "I'm fucking twenty-something years old, right?" And like, all I'm gonna do is fucking be the best exactly. at what I'm doing. I'm like,
0: what, "What did I do?" I know it's hard, and then you just you, you just get into a you just get you I think you just get used to it. Yeah, you just realize like at this point for me it's like at this point. I have heard everything, that there's nothing anyone can say to me that I would be like, oh, I never heard that one before. fuck I'm going to try out You know, so it's, that's just that. And I feel like with Matt, it's the same thing. And yeah. plus, Matt now, a businessman, family man. Incredible family man. Incredible. Great to his kids, great to his wife. Love seeing it. Great um, business partner. Um, he's occupied. He don't care.
1: And, and that's one you of the know? reasons why, he, even with prep and athletes right now, because obviously I know Matt, you know, he's like one of my fucking closest friends. Um, he truly really doesn't have time to, to, to he even doesn't? prep guys. So you you guys working together truly now is such a unique element, right? Because he, he, he doesn't have time. Mm-hmm. It's like people ask me about, you know, hey, can you uh, help me with your pause? And it's like, oh, I'm busy. I don't fucking time you know and and all I will always go back to the posing room and and, and help anybody else but you know when people want to pay ask ask me about paying me or to train them I I like doing shit for fun and that's one of the reasons why I've never gone that route is because nobody then can be like well I paid you for a service I need that service done right so I like just fucking as soon as you
0: start doing something for money it feels like a job now when you don't it's fun yeah you know Um, and (sighs) And I think, you know, to even go back to the pressure, I think that's with, I started to feel like it became a job. Because now, being a pro, this is how we make money now. So now I felt like I have to perform so well in order to make as much money as I can. And you can't necessarily think that way. You just, you have to just enjoy it as if you were in your amateur days.
1: What did I tell you earlier? Yesterday, sorry. Sorry. When, you, when, we, when I uh, was walking around the gym, can I tell you, can you remember?
0: No. You told balance. me a lot of things. Balance. <laughs> yes. And that is that is something I need to work on. And I'll be honest, having my girlfriend, mm-hmm. right now, we don't, she doesn't really create a balance for me per se, because she knows, like, this is my prime time. But, like, even, you know, we, we went to the movies the other day, you know, which, we saw this movie Smile. Did you ever see the previews for it? Awful? Oh. Um, awful anybody watching don't go see awful fell asleep snoring loud Just full-on
1: disclaimer that is not my you know i'm not saying smiley shit i don't need fucking warner brothers hitting me up (laughs) that is nick walker is commentary only it's me it's shit
0: (laughs) 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 but it's like the little things like that like i normally wouldn't do Mm -hmm. and she she does that for me and and i think you know in the off season you know, we'll, especially Omar, we were dating before I was in prep. You know, we went out to eat a lot. We did certain things I normally just wouldn't do. Yeah. So she helps create that balance that I normally don't have. And I also think having that keeps me more relaxed as well.
1: She competes too as well, right?
0: She does, yeah, yeah. yeah. I so think that, she, I think that helps. She's going to compete next year. She didn't want to compete um, the same time as me because she wanted to just let me have this Olympia prep and wanted to just be involved. Yeah. Uh, but I think she wants to do North Americans next year. Oh, I okay. think that's her goal, so.
1: Yeah, I, obviously, I've, I've just got to know her in the last uh, two or three days. Yeah. Fantastic goal. She's a sweetheart. She is. I can see that. And she's got you in the middle of
0: everything. She, <laughs> she's very she's very caring, mm-hmm. you know. And here's the thing with her. she's She also had to adjust to the lifestyle of me because, yes, you, we all can say she lives it. She should understand it. But she's never dated an actual bodybuilder
1: mm.
0: nor did she date someone at you know the level that I'm at, you know. So not only am I her first bodybuilder, <laughs> but she went for the You just pushed this fucking poor girl in the deep end. <laughs> she went she, she right. went she went right into the deep
1: end. First dance. fam. I got Sam meals to eat today. Yeah. I don't know when the fuck I'm gonna see you, okay?
0: <laughs> and I gotta train twice. Get used to it. Yeah. So it was it was a hard change for her mm-hmm. in the very beginning. But now I think she just is like, look, I under, I get it, yeah. I understand it, and I want to be here to help you as much as I can, which is why she's here. Yeah, she's you here know? in
1: Vegas. She's moved herself,
0: you know, because you both were together, right, yeah. in-, in Florida. Yeah. No, no, no. She lives in Canada. Oh, really? So she-, she still lives in Canada. So how this all came about? So when you hit me up to come on the podcast? <laughs> oh shit! So yeah, we go. I'm the one in the middle again. <laughs> yes, how the fuck am I the one in the middle of all this shit? So she was already planning to. Come the week prior. Okay. To, to Vegas, for the Olympia. No, 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 no. To my house, to oh, in Tampa, okay, in Tampa okay, okay, good. the week before uh, we came here. Yeah. So <clears throat> I said to her, I said, do you want to come since you're already going to be here? Yeah. So she just kind of, you know, extended uh, mm-hmm. her stay and she, she she came down. So what does she think of Vegas? Uh, she loves it. Yeah. She told me the same thing. She loves it. She, she doesn't not, not hate Florida, but f- Florida's hot, man. It's humidity, bro. that humidity, yeah. it, it is not good.
1: This time of year is not so bad, but when you come- it dies
0: down, but it's oh. still like I walking outside today. Like I said, it's I miss that cold, man. Yeah, it felt nice to have a hoodie on and doing cardio. On. Oh, I love it. You do? I can't do that in Florida. Well, you can. You just fucking walk outside, and you
1: you're just soaked already. I won't be able to breathe. <laughs> fucking can't breathe now I'll out.
0: get lightheaded within 15 minutes of cardio
1: <laughs> it's great though man I know what, what kind of sound like the fucking tourist board of Vegas I'm, but, but I'm down here I man I, I don't
0: I don't even I barely sweat in the gym I yeah. love it
1: you mean you crank the heat up feel, bro what a little bit maybe yeah. a little bit we got a cold right here, bro.
0: I, I'll get like a little drippy drip you know but I'm, in Florida my shirts just soaked i am seeing
1: you what are you doing for the ground you squirts his face oh, and he gets dude. on the ground <laughs> six weeks out guys six weeks putting Put in the work cardio
0: little squirt
1: putting in the work putting in the work Fake it till you make it. But uh, the training is going well, if you're right. I've obviously seen what we look like. We've got some updated photos that we'll put up right yeah. now. Um, that was taken, what, Yesterday. two days ago? Yeah. And Tyus is looking at me, my producer, is looking at me like, fuck you, Flex. You told me you got to give me this shit before the for the podcast. I'll send it. We'll do post-production, maybe. Post-production. <laughs> but no, I've seen um, I seen photos of you, obviously posted up prior to coming here. Yeah? yes and then and this is what i tell people they ask me have you seen nick i said i haven't seen him yet in, in the flash but i know what he's, what he's gonna look like i know what that posing room looks like and i know who the fuck well, so this is was the thing
0: room. when i pose and in, uh, in my 40 that lighting yeah it doesn't do me justice so i i, oh, I, really? I hate it oh it, it takes i don't i don't know I, like um it just doesn't show it like me and because Maria would say the same thing, because the last time before we came here, we, we took pictures there and sent them to Matt. Yeah. And she's like, these pictures are shit. Like, they, you they don't do you justice. So then when I came here, and I'll be honest, that posing room is the main reason why I'm staying here. I'm just, just going to throw it out there. Not <laughs> oh, me. the <laughs> oh, fuck? <laughs> that lighting, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I couldn't wait to send pictures <laughs> to Matt. I'm like,
1: dude, look at these. <laughs> <laughs> we worked hard on that lighting, and I still want to make it better. But going back to what you were saying, man, you looked incredible. First thing I said, you're fucking cartoonish, and I've had a lot of, you know, as Nick just for everyone watching on fucking uh, Spotify just sorry. destroyed my mic. <laughs> I'm sorry, listening, um, but I know who's been in that in that pose room, and I know scale. Right, that mm-hmm. that that fucking posing room is doesn't change. That's the, you know, the real deal. The light is the same. It's the real deal. You stand on that cross and you hit them shots, and then uh, you posted them up. First day the your Second deal, year. Oh yeah. And I'll say that about you, bro. You have never shied away from showing the fans progression going into you the know, show. You
0: know, you know why? I'll tell you why. It's because, well, for one, in this day and age, you, you have to show everything on social media. I, would I do mean, do I that. mean, you, you don't have to, right? You but don't. You sh- you should. I but didn't.
1: And I think that, yeah. But carry on, sorry.
0: But I also want the audience to see the beginning to the end, you know. And Again, I I know it comes with the negativity. Like, oh, you look behind. You look like shit, yada, yada, yada. That's okay. Because I know what the end result's going to be. But I think it's cool for the people that actually are, you know, a fan of me or a fan of anyone else. To, to follow yeah. the whole entire journey from what they look like from beginning to prep to the end. Mm-hmm. And I think they enjoy that. And I think it creates um, a connection with you and, you know, whoever's a big fan of yours. And that's, I just think that's very important to have in this day and age. And, I, you know, like I said, I think they appreciate it too. Well, as a, you know,
1: a fan of the sport, I've seen how the sport is really kind of, Evolved in so many different sectors, right? Coming yeah. from print, and then social media being like this. What the fuck is this? Jumping on that bandwagon, and then print dying off. Social media being the b end, and all. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt I was like one of the last of the Mohicans, where I never posted prog- progression photos. I kept it till the very end.
0: Well, your the- your career was a little before social media took over, right?
1: It so I. The tail, my beginning of my career, yes. Yeah. When I was your age, yes. Yeah. Print and then social media took off. Yeah. Um, and I was like the one of the first athletes that you know going back to you. That's why I can relate to all the shit you're saying. Uh-huh. I mean, you can relate to my stories because I yeah. was one of the first guys that got fucking slandered mm-hmm. online. Who the fuck is this white <laughs> guy think he's fucking flex? Yeah. All that stuff. I went through it, I, and I know the pressure. Did it
0: ever fuck with your head?
1: Absolutely. Yep. I was young. I came from rugby. I didn't understand when grown-ass men we're, were talking about a 20-year-old right. with such fucking anger and disgust
0: and... Uh, it makes no sense.
1: It, it truly don't. I love seeing young guys coming up through the ranks. You won't ever see me talking shit about a young guy, oh. even if the guy's cocky. I'll yeah. just say, hey, I'm not a fan of the attitude. <laughs> you know, but I won't do it online. Yeah. And I'll fucking hit him up all yeah. the time. But the difference is most of people that you... And I personally know who have that, you know, um, cockiness. They're not like that. No, no. Two and a half. Right. It's kind of like the front. Um, it could be a number a of a lot of things.
0: it's a social media act. Yeah. A lot of the ones that act like that on social media, behind the scenes, they're actually cool people. Yeah. Some. You know. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> <right, so> you write some. You want them Yeah. But we can. <laughs> it's
1: up to you. I <laughs> nah, nah. You you can name the first one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we had a technical issue. you go Nick <laughs> no, yeah no, but we had um uh again very similar stories of of upbringing and a lot of a lot of exposure at a very young age yeah and then going back to what we're saying with social media um you know we were we both had um again I, I would say a lot of uh unnecessary bullshit yeah, you know. You coming through the ranks? You came through the NPC ranks, so you always, always had some sort of eyes on you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, going let's just take it right back to your amateur, your amateur days. You know, you were always that guy that was the biggest in the class, but you never quite nailed it,
0: right? No, I would always miss it a little bit,
1: and that's how I remember us meeting for the first time because I seen
0: yeah. I seen you in Bev's. Yep, and I said to
1: Steve, I said. Uh, Steve, isn't that uh, Nick Walker? Even though I knew that. He said, yeah, uh, I am." I think he's doing the U.S. Uh-huh. And um, you were one of the front runners going into that show. I think we were, how many weeks out?
0: I, I think it was four at that moment. Four, four yeah. weeks
1: out. You were just paused for Steve, I believe?
0: Yes, yes.
1: And uh, that's when I met your dad as well. Your dad was there. And, and that's one thing I always, that stuck out with you. You're he's, very close to your parents, as am I.
0: They, they love, so it's, to not get off topic, but... My mother, I never forget when I first started bodybuilding. She she's she was the uh, family mom where she liked to cook the dinners. To That's me, my mom, right? So when I started bodybuilding, she hated it.
1: That's Absolutely
0: hated it. Mm-hmm. She didn't understand why she had to go to the store and buy you know jasmine rice and <laughs> chicken and what the, what the fuck's the point of this? So it wasn't not the first show. But the second show I did when I won, mm-hmm. and I was very and I was just happy and filled with joy, is when I think she started to get on board. Every show she got more into it yeah. and into it and into it to where every morning I'd wake her up at like seven a.m. She we go in that the famous basement lighting everyone likes to call, and she would take the pictures.
1: You walk your mom up to take photos of you.
0: Yep. You selfish bastard! I was a selfish piece of shit. <laughs> 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 hey, I'd no lying like, in at six thirty. Get the fuck yep. up! I need photos. I'd go right in the room like, "Mom, picture time." Oh my gosh! And she'd be like, "All right," Let's and go. she had no problem doing it. Yeah. She, but she grew to love it because it got to a point where we would take pictures, mm-hmm. and then she would look at them with me and be like, "You, I don't. You didn't do this right. You need to do it again." Mm-hmm. And she would critique, like she thinks she's a judge now. <laughs> I swear to God, she thinks she's a judge, bro. Till this day, well, anyone who posts a picture, she'll text me and be like, "How do you think so and so looks?" And then she'll be like, "I'm not impressed." Oh wow, <laughs> is is Mama Walker on on Team Flex? She loves Team Flex. Oh, that's right. I bring she's, in shredded glutes for Mama Walker. She loves that stuff. All about the conditioning. She's Team Flex, but she no, she loves it, man. Like even when we go to shows now, I'll never forget. After I got off stage at New York Pro, prejudging, and everyone was like, "Ah, you fucking won, yeah!" Everyone's celebrating. I'm like, "Where's my mom?" Yeah, and she comes, you know, walking down the hallway like this, big smile. I'm like, "Where were you?" She's like, "I had an interview." Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm like, with who? She's like, "Ron wanted to interview me." Okay, sorry. I'm like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> my bad." <laughs> Are you ready to go? <laughs> I have to go relax now. Yeah. Oh my gosh! But I just I. I, I I cracked a lot of jokes on her about it but I, I I love it yeah because it's to have such support of both your parents like that mm. is is astronomical incredible bro for me it's it goes a, a little deeper because younger when I was younger I was a very uh trouble making kid to a degree a lot I get a lot of a lot of drugs a lot of alcohol I caused a lot of issues in the family so I felt Like, I was the bad child from next to my brother who was, at the time, I considered my brother, like, the golden one who was always doing the right thing, always this and that. And I wasn't good at anything. Uh, Sports, yes, but school-wise, like, I knew I was was never going to go to college. Mm -hmm. I knew I was never going to make it anywhere in those fields. So when I discovered bodybuilding and actually started to win it made them proud. And I think for me, that's what encouraged me to keep going because I never, you know how a parent, they'll always say they're proud of you no matter what. They always just say how they are. I never believed it because I, when I was younger, I'm like, what are you really proud of me for? Like I haven't accomplished shit. So whenever I want a bodybuilding show and I, more so my mother, because me and my mother, I I don't, I hate leaving my dad out, but me and my mom just have this really tight bond. My mom is probably too, bro. Yeah, it's just, and when I ever would ever win a bodybuilding show and to see her face mm-hmm. light up, mm-hmm. it w- it just meant the world. So like whenever I would lose and she would still look at me and be like, I'm so proud of you. I, I couldn't, be- I don't believe you. And I felt, and e- each time I lost, it just took a chunk. Because young, being younger, I didn't understand quite the sacrifices my mother and father made for me to get to where I am and how much money they really spent, you know, on food, you know, the shows they paid, like everything. I never, you don't, as a child, you don't pay attention. You don't understand none of that. And my, my family's not loaded by any means. Like, we're not, we we got money, but we, you know what I mean? Like, we made ends meet. But it wasn't until when I did Nationals in 2000, what was that? 19 or 18? One of those years. I, I caught her in a room very, like, upset. And I was like, what's, what's wrong? And she was like, you know, we're, not doing, paying all these shows is putting us in a rut. And I just, I was very taken back at that moment. And I remember when I did North Americans in 2020, I told her, I said, look, if I don't win this show and turn pro, I'm done. Because wow. at the time I was 25, living at home, no, still accomplishing what I needed to, but not happening fast enough, Right. And at the time I, I did have another girlfriend, um, you know, and she was always like, when are we gonna do a life, this and that, and the five. So I just got to a point where like, I am going to give every last fucking bit of my life to this prep. And if I fail, I will fail knowing that I can walk away doing everything I had to do to win. Yeah. So when I won, it was it just meant the world, yeah. the absolute world. And that was when, you know, I, Matt moved me down to Florida to be with Raw and Revive. And from there, my life just changed completely. And then I don't, th- I don't think my mother was expecting everything to happen so fast. Because yeah. I turned pro, and I think it was like that Monday. Um, Dom calls me, and he's like, hey, so we want you to come to Florida. I said, yeah. I said, yeah, me and Matt, we're, we're going to head. I'm going to his house over the weekend for his kid's birthday. And then we're going down for a week. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, I want you to move. <laughs> <laughs> so nonchalant, bro. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, when? He's like, oh, now? Yeah. I'm like, dude, where, where am I going to stay? <laughs> he's like, we got a place for you. And he's like, you're fine. So I said, okay. I just got off the phone. And I'm like, and so I go up to my mother. I said, mom, I'm. I'm moving to Florida. And she just like broke down in tears of oh. like joy though, you oh know? My she, she was very happy. Yeah. She was just like you're 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 doing it now. Yeah. You're, and f- to make her happy is even like we me and my mother are the same, right? So we like as much as we butt heads, mm-hmm. she's the only person in this world where like we get in an argument mm-hmm. and then laugh 5 minutes later. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's you don't do you don't get that bond with someone yeah. very often. So to have that and then, you know, be able to see how happy she is. And even now, man, it's just, she loves it. Like even coming here, yeah. you know, because she knows I hate traveling. Period.
1: Flex has got that. But, game, especially,
0: but especially in prep, she yeah. knows like that's a no-go. Mm-hmm. So, you know, after I, you know, talked to Matt and he's like, yeah, go, go, go. I called my mom. I said, mom, Flex wants to be on a podcast. Like I, I'm like, I know I should go, but like I'm. Like, six weeks out here. <laughs> and she's like, go. She's like, you're not going to get an opportunity like this. I said, in Vegas, just go. Have fun. Shut up, mom. So she, she, my mother knows how I am. I'm very, you know, like, Ugh. it's very tense. And she's like, relax. She's like, just go. You know what you need to do. Have fun and relax. I said, okay, mom. Balance, bro. So, and honestly, dude, coming here was probably the best thing i've ever done uh, even though i've only been here for three days <laughs> <laughs> early days no but it's, i'm glad i'm here bro like my weight you know is going down i'm getting like it just even though it's like i said it's only been three days i just feel like uh, the headspace is is perfection you know um and to really go back i'll go really back deep this is this i don't know if you've heard this But I'll go back really deep on why me and my mother are extremely close the way we are now. So when I was growing up, about 12 years old, I was molested um, in school by my art teacher. Um, So how that story went, it was, she went to drop me off from school right and it was i don't know if you were younger back then if they had these things called like field days where you're like okay and i forgot it was a field day so i had like you know my nice swag on you know i mean nice pair of jordans We were fresh (laughs) and i'm outside getting squirted with water everywhere so now everything's screwed up so i called her afterwards i said mom i need you to come pick me up real quick i need to go home and change clothes it was field day i didn't know and she's like no i'll bring you a pair of clothes I said, "Well, you don't know what I want to wear." I said, "Let me, I'll come home." She's like, "Just tell me what you need." I said, "Okay." So she she gets my stuff, she pulls out of school, gives me my clothes. I go to the bathroom, I get changed, and then my art teacher's like, "To go back, go back a little, before, go back a little bit before I go deep into it." The, the, the art teacher was very close with a lot of students. He got along with everyone. He played he played that good role. Mm. Um, so and my mother knew. He was very friendly with me, so when he when I came out of the bathroom, which was right across from uh, the art room, he says, "Put your clothes in here." He's like, "Let them, you know, dry, whatever." So I said, "Okay." I walk in, takes me in the back room, and that's you know when shit hit the fan. Um, and being twelve years old at the time, you don't realize how drastic that is. You don't think about it because you're young. Yeah. So, the older I got, 13, 14, 15, I realized what really happened is fucked up. And growing up, I think that caused me a lot to isolate myself. I think that caused me to get into drugs, caused me to get deep into alcohol, partying, fighting. To try and, you know, anything to avoid this trauma that I couldn't get rid of. Um the only thing that really got me into it or got helped me, you know, get rid of it a little bit was training. Even though it was an hour and a half, two hours out of the day, it kept me out of trouble to a certain degree. So how she ended up finding out was it got all over the news. Wow. That some kid went home and told his mother that the art teacher was talking very inappropriately to him.
1: Same teacher. Yeah, so
0: the mother went into the school, you know, went did her took care of the business, got over the news. So my mother asked me, she's like, "Did he ever say anything to you?" And I'm like, "No, no, no not me." She knew I was lying. Moth- she knew mothers ain't stupid, right? And how I knew she knew I was lying because every day she'd be like, "Are you sure he didn't say nothing to you?" And I hate lying to my mother. I, it, it's like one of those things you can't sleep at night I, I can't yeah. do it so I remember being one day at the gym it just ate at me really bad in this moment like, so I texted her and I'll never forget it I texted her I said mom don't tell anyone and she said don't tell anyone what I said just don't tell anyone and then I guess I, I didn't get a reply for a good five minutes and then she replies and she says I'm going to come pick you up from the gym I really couldn't drive yet. I was 16. That's, That's just been awesome. asking. Yeah. So she goes, and I said, no, no, no. I said, please, let me finish my workout. just And then come pick me up. She's like, fine. Text me when you're done. So I get done. Um, the gym. She comes, picks me up. I get in the car. She would not leave that gym parking lot until I told her what happened. She had to know right then and there. Ever then. So she looked at me, and she's like, what happened? And I don't think she expected what I was going to say to come out of my mouth. I figured she probably thought, like, I was going to say, like, she, he said something inappropriate. I couldn't look at her in the face. I couldn't do it. So the whole time I'm looking down, and it's just like she's like, Nick, you need to tell me what happened. There was a good, I'd say, like, a five-second pause. And I just, like, I was molested. And the car was silent. You couldn't hear a, a thing. You could hear a penny drop, that's how silent it was. So I took a deep breath and I looked up and I looked at her. And the face that she had on her face would haunt me for the rest of my life. You would have thought you would have thought somebody killed her son. And as a parent, to hear that, it's you no know, obviously it's not the same, but it's very like, what the fuck? Yeah. And after I told her how it happened and when, she blamed herself for a long time. And I just, I felt so horrible that she blamed herself that I just, I had to always, it's was okay. You know, it's, it's not your fault. You didn't know. Nobody knew. And she, I think for a while it was hard for her to move on from feeling that way. But I think that was a moment where me and her really connected and bonded and why we are so close the way we are today, for sure.
1: Is this something that you are still dealing with, Nick?
0: I have moments. I think a lot of what happened at that moment has carried on, meaning, like, I I have trust issues. I don't trust people at all. Anyone that I think, you know, I always think there's a catch to something. You know what I mean? I don't trust anyone that's, you know, especially now, right? right? Being who I am, you don't know who's genuine. You don't know who's not. You don't know who just really who loves you, you or who wants something from you. Not to, you know, talk shit, but it's it's, it's just the truth. So I understand. E- e- but me being even younger, I just, I, I never trusted anyone. And I couldn't, I just, I didn't care. And I also, to go back to Matt, I think that's why i connected with him so well because for some reason i trusted him right off the bat like without even thinking about it yeah and like i said since i don't trust too easily the fact that i trusted him with really not much hesitation it was i think that's what brought you know me closer to him you know was in the, for us to develop that bond but i would say yeah overall trust i'm very aware of people i try to read people before i even connect with anyone because you just you think you know someone and you really don't and that's that's the scary part about this world you know anyone can be nice to your face but what are they you know what are they doing behind the scenes you know and that's the scary part
1: unfortunately man, you know how old you know nick 28 28 i'm 38 and uh it's gonna be feel it (laughs) it's gonna be a lot more heartbreak yeah. But also, there's going to be a lot more excitement, a lot more, um, you know, self-discovery, and um, these are the best years of your life to come. Mm-hmm. You know, everything that's happened in the past for you is only going to fuel the fire, as long as it doesn't eat at you and destroy good moments. Because again, I, I've I've dealt with things in the past too, nothing, you know, to to, to that magnitude. But everybody's got a story, and uh, I've allowed myself to. To allow things to eat at me, not be present, the fuel to the to the prize was more certainly there. But mm-hmm. when the prize was accepted, the the enjoyment that I thought I was going to get wasn't. Mm-hmm. On many of the times I won, um, until I really had to have the conversation with myself and be like, "This is this is it," you know. How long is this ride going to last? I don't know because we all we all don't know. Let's be honest, right? You don't. Um, and that's that's the advice I would give to you is just you know let it fuel the fire whatever it is and and uh, allow yourself which i have seen. I am seeing allow yourself to to be in the moment
0: that's what I'm trying here. to learn now you know and because again like I, I listen to my mother more than anyone yeah and I feel like not nine times out of ten right moms know best. Moms never steer you wrong, you no matter tell, what. You can't tell them that. <laughs> they know. <laughs> they but know. if they tell them, they will
1: like, you but know, with, anything, talking,
0: with, with females, with li- like the, any advice my mother has given me, if I didn't listen, I, I fucked up. Every time. Moms know. I, they do. So I always tend to listen to her for it. But the way I, I like to go about things is, you know, instead of using what happened to me as fuel, I use the good I have in life as fuel. Like, why do I do what I do? Mm -hmm. I do it for the people I inspire. I do it for my mother's happiness, my family's happiness, which is very important to me. You know, like I said, I didn't... I never would have thought I would be able to accomplish so much with the childhood that I had. I honestly thought I would be dead or behind bars at this point. Mm -hmm. So, but the fact that I'm able to change my life for the better it's something i want everyone that's has gone through some type of trauma or just shit life mm-hmm. you can turn the shit around you just have to want to you know that's the that's big a- thing because you know there's a lot of people and i don't want anyone to take this the wrong way, but there's a lot of people that that get medication that get help right not saying they don't need it but i'm a big believer if you as an individual want to make a change I believe you can do it on your own. Mm -hmm. You know? And like I said, sometimes people are just too deep where they have to resort to other things, which is 100% fine. But it starts with you and your mental. And if you really want to make the change, I believe you can do it on your own. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen in a week. It's not going to happen over a month. But you can't just give in to the bullshit. And if you keep fighting the fight, there's always light at the end of the dark tunnel, no matter what. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Is that... so? No, in your current state right now. Well, let me ask you because I know this is going to be a question that's asked and then we'll move on from the topic. But whatever happened to that teacher?
0: He's in jail. Fuck him. He's in jail. Yeah. Good. Actually, his, uh, he went in, I believe his trial was in 2014, the, the day of my show when I did T Nationals against Cody Montgomery. Really? Mm-hmm. Did you know about that when you were competing? Yeah. Yeah, 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 I I get notified of everything still. Like I I know if, if what's if he's in if he's out. I know everything. Because yeah. I we have I have and amongst other women, there was I believe he had ninety counts against him. Nine
1: zero. Yep.
0: A piece of shit. Yep. But I don't know how many came out of to my extent of story, but the things he's did to other people it was a total of 90 counts yeah
1: do you still have something inside you that want to fuck this guy up when he comes out of course yeah.
0: i always think about it like what if i because okay so this is i'll be honest i, I, I don't think i've ever told this but there would be moments i knew where he lived i would sit out front of his house with a knife as a child debating what i was what i wanted to do and as many times as I just wanted to f- finish it, there's my mother in my head. And what what would that do to her? You know, granted, I know she would probably want to do the same. But what is she going to do with a child in jail? And I didn't want that life. You know, I as much as I still would love to do it, I always believe in karma as a bitch. And I think the best revenge is success. success. So I went that route instead of taking the other route.
1: Now we like 12
0: years old, right? Yeah, yeah. And 28 now. You're on top of the world. And
1: shifting gears.
0: And it's, to this day, I mean, I, I, th- I tell my mother, even Maria now, it's very hard to, like, grasp. My life now. Because it's it's it, it wasn't like, you know, I had a great... Up, and I did have a great upbringing beside the trauma. My, my life in general was yeah. good. But it wasn't like I had everything handed to me. It wasn't like, you know, every, I fucking worked, man. Like...
1: A lot of people don't fucking want to hear that. That's the thing. I, I,
0: I can honestly say I fucking worked my ass off to get to where I'm at. And my mother would vouch, like, because she knows every sacrifice I've made... The everything I've done, how hard I've worked, the bullshit I had to take—like she was involved with everything—and mm. just I, it's 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 rewarding though to be like I re- I got, none of this was given, you know. Like I really busted my ass to be able to call myself a champion, you know. I have achieved just about every goal, you know. I won a pro show. I won the now. I just I have to win the Olympia. But now, you know, being a bodybuilder, you know how it is. It's, it's one enough. You know, now you, you win. <laughs> you know, one, two, three. <laughs> you won't, you're going to want more now. You know, because now I want an Arnold. But guess what? I want to win another. Yeah. Why? Because I know I can. And I believe I can. Because if I've, if I do, I mean, we'll see how I feel. But after this Olympia, I'm going to want to do the Arnold. Because I won one, now I want to win two. Mm -hmm. And now that the prize money is going up a little bit, why not? You know, it's very, I'm a very competitive person and I want to win. I want to win everything. But again, you have to know, when are you going to be satisfied? And that's the hardest question to answer. And I don't think anyone in this world has a real answer to it. Because... Any successful individual is never satisfied. They're always working to be better, and I, I don't necessarily see an issue with it. I think the issue comes when it starts to um, get in the way of other aspects of your life. Like meaning, like if you're not treating you know your family to the right extent, you're isolating yourself instead of you know enjoying life more. Those are things where I'm like, okay, you need to sit down and analyze what you can do better while still doing your job. Focus on your dreams and goals. Yeah, that's where I would say that. But no one's ever going to be satisfied, and I just I don't believe it. Yeah, you know, are you? Good question. (laughs) I'm sure you're you're happy, right? You have a great life, great family, got your gym. Other, I'm sure you have great other aspects, businesses you're in. But you're not content. No. You're not happy you're not you're not or you're happy, but you're not you're not satisfied. Are you asking me? Are you turning this into a
1: podcast? <laughs> yeah. No, but I think that that's the the sep- you know, that's the separation between, you know, um somebody that's chasing, you know, a, a title, whatever that would be, um, or a goal, and somebody that, that already is saying, I'm gonna win this. I am devoting my life to this. Every fucking sacrifice, birthdays, you know, missing time out with, you know, X, Y, Z. You know, I, I, as you know, I came to this country and left all my family. You did.
0: That's, I see Now, that. that's a big sacrifice. Yeah. Especially because like, you are close with your family. Very close. You you didn't just move away. You moved to a whole other world. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure for you, in the beginning, was not easy at all. Well, I came here and knew one person. Exactly. Exactly. Ed Corners.
1: And obviously Joe, you gotta meet Ed uh, yeah, the first day I he came it. here. Yep. So Ed really was the person that, you know, showed me America. And um I was like, fuck. Wow.
0: It's incredible. Yeah. This this there's chicks in bikinis just walking around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like That's chick, the good part. It's a
1: chick eating a eating fucking pancakes in <laughs> <and> a bikini <laughs> in a fucking restaurant. <laughs> Who fucking writes the rules? Yeah, I love it. Here. <laughs> I love it. Imagine me fucking nineteen years old. Yep. Testosterone through the roof. <laughs> my perception of America was Baywatch, yep. cops, yep. and Simpsons. Ain't no wrong with that. And I was like, okay, I'm probably gonna get shot with a with a with a you know, some hot chick with a fucking gun. That's that's gonna be my <laughs> demise. <laughs> but you it's know, okay. again, everybody's got the story, right? And I you know I've said this already, but me coming to this country, there was a sacrifice. I knew I was not going to go back home with my tail between my legs. I was going to be able to work. Mm-hmm. And I focused on one thing that was good about the day as opposed to the 10 things that weren't. And what I'm hearing through, you know, your stories that you've told and what well, we've got to know each other over the years is it's is the same thing. Because, you know, I remember watching the social media, Nick Walker and Flex and Nick. Yep. This was you, young guy I can relate to, being you know, like I'm living in you know, I'm in your shoes, being told more negative things than positive. Yeah. Being told that this guy is this and he's never in shape, he doesn't know what he do you've heard it. It's not these these things are not new to you, as they're not new to me. No way. The, the outer shape thing, no. So to my eyes, always fucking shredded, but <laughs> it wasn't as fucking big as you though. But it's it's mind blowing to me that you really have to develop a mindset at a very young age. The the maturity, big skin, the maturity that comes in from a young age in the sport of bodybuilding. You really have to you do fucking learn it fast because nobody's gonna come to you and say, "Hey, you want to be a bodybuilder." Okay, here's a, here's a, you know, obviously when I first started, it was like, use a book. Go to the library, pick up a book. Here's Flex magazine. They sell it to local newsagent No new internet. Then the internet came along. You can actually learn how to do new exercises. And yep. it was like, oh, fucking cool. But there's no book to tell you on, hey, these are the pitfalls. When you win a show, this is how you got to talk, walk, act. Yep. These are trolls. <laughs> Category. <laughs> true. Troll person who Chapter you three do, do not know <laughs> who jumps on, doesn't have a profile photo in his Instagram bio, yeah. but loves to talk shit, you know, and fill in the fucking rest. But that is something that you really have to live it and learn it. Mm. And um, it was very hard. Like, you know, going back to the question you asked me earlier, it was very hard for me to be like, I don't fucking get this. You know, I had guys that I was standing against at a very young age going into my uh, uh, British nationals that okay. were... You know, talking some mad trash, you know? and um, But they were the first guys to come up to me, actually, when I turned up at the British Nationals and said, hey, I was completely wrong. My apologies. Yeah. I, I respect that. Yeah. But they had a face to the profile photo. They were they were people. They were actually people that we knew, I knew. And that's why I thought it was very hard for me to be like, wow, I don't get this. Like, you know, I'm fucking 23 at the time, chasing my pro card. And um, I had all these guys who were like, you know, ten years on me, um, that were also chasing their pro card and, and really trying to find the uh you know, kink in the armor. And it was uh it was tough. I'm not gonna lie, it was tough. I just didn't get it. But then somebody told me this. And I can't remember who it was, but it was somebody, you know, somebody that, that had uh you know, clout. Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, who's the champion right now? I said Ronnie Coleman. Ronnie Coleman won the greatest of all time? Absolutely. What they say about Ronnie Coleman online? What are they talking about right now, about Ronnie Coleman? Got this. Fucking yeah. distension. This, that, and the other. And he goes, hey, why the fuck are you caring? Yeah. They're talking about the best in the world like this. And, and you're on the fucking step one of the ladder. And I was like, you know what?
0: I don't know why, but that clicked. And I was like, you're right. Because, you know, I'll tell you why. Because it doesn't matter how many Olympias you win... How many this, how many that. They will always criticize the best no matter what. And I think it, when you're the best of the best, it's almost you You think like, what is there to criticize? They're number one. Yeah. But they will find something. They'll be like, ah, his nose is crooked. You know, they'll find <laughs> something. you want Yeah.
1: Are you talking in, you're talking in general?
0: talking <laughs> It's a bit fucked up, Nick. I'm not going to win. But it's okay.
1: Cut it on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But they will always find something wrong with you no matter how many titles you win. So I think it just gets to a point where you're like, I'm, I'm the best, fuck it. Like, say what you want. I won. Mm-hmm. You know? That's just how I feel.
1: Do you truly believe that you can win the Olympia?
0: Yes. Tell me. A thousand percent. I've, I have I want to fucking you on it. Tell me. I have everything I've said I was going to do. I've done it. So I, and I will be Mr. Olympia without a doubt. I know I have the heart for it, the, the work ethic for it, the consistency for it, the mindset for it. I have the great support system for it, a great coach for it. Now in the Dragon's Lair, Who, who's going to stop me? That's what I want to hear. You're going to have that, Nick.
1: I truly believed I was going to win the Olympia too.
0: Well, I, I, like, again, you, I, the mind will dictate everything. It's like right if you're in a shitty mood, you know you're not having a good day mentally. You don't feel confident. You don't feel that. You're not gonna. Your body's not gonna respond the way it needs to in a prep. If you believe you feel good, your body will just do its thing, and you're gonna. Your body will just take off. Yeah. I remember it was one prep. I think uh, Mac could correct me. It was for North Americans. I had more high days of food than I did low days in that prep and I probably did the least amount of cardio in that prep I told Matt I was like we probably won't have to do more than like a half hour of cardio and I think the most we did was 40 minutes a day and that was not often and because and I, and I said I would always say I'm like watch I have a high day today I'm gonna do 25 minutes of cardio guarantee I'll wake up tomorrow and I'll be lighter that was just the mindset I put myself in and I'd wake up every time after mm. one high day later. And then he'd make me do it again. Mm. Sometimes I would have three high days in a row. <laughs> this crazy
1: bastard called Neil Hill would give me three sushi meals back to back sometimes and I'd be like,
0: Neil,
1: uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> you fucking take a forty when you're there. Yeah. I don't yeah. believe you. I, I don't, don't see every don't fucking, don't. every piece of salmon going yeah. in your mouth. But yeah, listen, when your body's clicking and everything is good and then you get to the gym the next morning and you... Sometimes later, and you just had that high day, and you hit some shots. It's like, oh fuck, Neil, you you the man, Neil. Yeah. I'd, I'd message him and go, mate. You know, I wouldn't have done this. Well, you
0: don't you know, match trick the the Chick Fil A. I I lo- I lived to have Chick Fil A. He would give me a high day like Chick Fil A. I'm like,
1: you don't fucking sucks, Nick, about Chick Fil A. Then, then
0: if he gave me two high days in a row, yeah. I'd be like, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna do five guys today. Well, oh, <laughs> my my issue is
1: Neil would be like, I need you to go and eat something, whatever you want. And uh I'd be like, oh can I uh can I get a Chick-fil-A? I'd fucking drive then, it's close Sunday. Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> do you know how many times I have mentally me too? Because first of all, you know how it is for me. Yeah. I am like, I hate fucking cheating, especially on prep. I do too. And then all right, okay. Yeah, yeah, Chick-fil-A is kinda you know, it's yeah, decent. I can justify cheating on this kind of like sushi, that might have yep. a sushi, right? Drive there and as I pull in, it's like, oh fuck it, no light, let's go. Exactly. Get to the window. I see people in there, knocking the window, hey. Oh, fuck and you can see they're all pissed off because how many people have done the same thing that day right they're all like
0: it's fucking claws i mean what do you mean it's fucking
1: claws it's awful oh it's nothing nothing worse than it. On a close chick-fil-a on a sunday but they got their shit together i'll be honest our line is always up the ass i took guy all last night to in and out he's never had a fucking in and out guy You like it yeah he
0: loved it he loved it do you like in and out better than five guys
1: so five guys reminds me of the McDonald's in the UK because the McDonald's in the US
0: is absolute oh, dog shit. I'm glad you said UK because I was about to be like that. You no, just, no, there's no K- way it tastes. Like no, McDonald's.
1: no, like Lee Priest is a lover of, of McDonald's. He goes on and on about it all the time on the circles. Um, but I am not a fan of McDonald's. Ew, um, no. In the UK it's a different different animal. But over here, um, no. But five guys is good. In and out. Is good, I had one last night for the first time in a minute I would literally, the only reason why I had uh, in and out was Guy obviously hit me up uh, So Guy is obviously here Just for the fans knowing And he's like, bro, you know, this is my impression of Guy uh, You're gonna take me to the fucking dispensary It's like, yo, I fucking know <laughs> You I know how it is with Guy uh, <laughs> Fucking let's get him as much fucking weed as he wants Let's go, come on Guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah keep keep him fucking on that uh, level five you know so we're driving oh, back i love it and uh we're passing uh, in and out yep And he's like you know he's like ah you know i never had that <laughs> that's key for let's go get it <laughs> no he didn't so no. i i was like bro so i literally hit the brakes i threw a fast right in hit the line text jay cut glass like hey look who's fucking eating in and out and uh, he actually liked it, so
0: it's good. Yeah, it so is I, good. So I've got That's my mom's it. favorite place.
1: Oh, she loves it, and and she's coming out for the Olympia, right? She'll be here. Yeah, fantastic. We Absolutely. sent a, We sent a little video to your mom earlier. Yeah, let the fans know.
0: I'll, I'll see. Yeah. I'll see which. We'll see what she says when this is over. Yeah, she'll probably be recognizing. Who the fuck is that skinny guy? Yeah, she's like, who's that? <laughs> who is that guy? <laughs> He's
1: got a good beard. He though. looks. He looks skinny. Oh fuck! You know what I get a lot <laughs> now because I've lost weight. Are you? You who? I think you are, and it could be, you know, it could be, hey, it's fucking flex, but it's like, you know what it is? Conor McGregor, all the fucking time. No, you don't. Went to Mexico, about 15 people asked me in Mexico. I'm in the pool like this, and of course, um, I'm with all the boys. Maybe a little bit. Yeah, and also, I think about it too. I'm with, well, say Cabo, we went to Cabo with the boys, we're all in the pool, and uh, it looks like I have a security detail around me, right? Yeah i saw these people coming up to us i had a couple of drinks and they're like i know who you are i was like oh cool bro you went know, to bodybuilding no i i follow ufc I was like, oh fuck here we go that's not me yeah <laughs> coming through customs from canada which i just on my show flex classic um and shout out to all the competitors and all the fans that came out to that in, in the canadian classic coming through customs there coming through customs back so canadian on the way in american on the way back both customs officers asked me before I even pulled up my passport. Like, you look at passports all day, and they all said, you know who you look like? I don't think you are, but you know who you look like? And I'm like, Conor McGregor?
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> have you heard it? Don't have his bank account, buddy. No one ever says you look like Flex Lewis?
1: Yeah, but that's a shit story to tell. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: you look like Flex Lewis, but I lot Kenya. I think that's more fucking insulting than getting Conor. A
0: little
1: Connor. bit, a little bit. But, um, you know, Talking about the, the you know law of attraction as as you have have said twice now in this podcast that's a guy that has certainly you know run to the beat of his own drum yeah put it out there in the very very early part of his career saying I'm going to be the best and I will fucking do
0: it you, and it also and I'm sure you you can also relate you have to be and I think a lot of people admire me for this but also. Look down on me on this. For in certain cases, you have to be a little selfish.
1: You got to be, Nick. You got to be a champion. You have Mentality to. Put, has to be.
0: When it comes to this specific career, I mean any career really, but this specific one, where it's an, an all day, twenty four seven event, mm-hmm. you have to put yourself in the best situation that you think for yourself that'll set you up for the best success. And I'm not saying you know you have to fuck people over and do this, but. Mm-hmm. Sometimes certain things happen, and it's nothing personal. It's just business. And uh, I think a lot of people involve a lot of emotion when it's not about that. It's You have to do what's best for you as an individual, as a person, to grow and succeed on what you think is your best option for that. And anyone that truly cares about you and truly has your side and your back understands that 100% and will always be there no matter what. That's what I believe.
1: And a lot of people have to understand too. Even the fans that that see, you know, things that go on in people's careers, more specifically you, you're 28 years old. You know, we, we all have made mistakes in our younger days. Yeah. And you're still trying to adapt the business mentality from the bodybuilding. And a lot of people don't know that as a bodybuilder, this is business. The way you act, talk, walk, anything that you post could be in favor or work against. The wrong word, the wrong fucking photo. Anything gets taken the wrong way. You stand next to something you shouldn't be. Yep. That becomes topic of conversation. Yep. And as the uh, industry now has now a wide variety of, of various different platforms, international you know, Brazil has their version of, uh, you know, bodybuilding TMZ. We have it in the U.S. Um, anything be- could become a story, which I really didn't have to deal with as much in the earlier part when I was 28. So, yeah. As as much as I had to deal with it in the... Do you, you deal with it
0: now that you're retired?
1: I mean, you're, I'm always
0: going to have... Yeah, but is it still like as intense or not really? In, in what regards? I just Ask people me. talking shit.
1: Oh, Nick, I, I <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> But I don't deal with social media stuff. Yeah, I'm a uh, pick up the call, see somebody face exactly. to face. Exactly. That's
0: I believe that. Yes,
1: and, and most of the people who know me know that um, most of my stuff is dealt offline. But that's the thing, right? A but lot that's of the way are it gangsters. should be. Right? A lot of people are gangsters on online. Yeah. Until they, you pick up the call.
0: They don't want to talk on the phone.
1: Oh, they won't pick up the call.
0: Exactly. You
1: know, they just rather run their mouth and get their, you know, 10 likes on, and go ahead and, you know, on to the next person. But with, with something that could really dramatically affect your mentality, and you really have to form, I would say, armor, a mental armor. You do? Where, again, everybody's got a story. Something that is nonchalant, a fucking post that, that is, you know, uh, a clickbaity post or somebody talking shit could affect somebody so much so that they could go off fucking prep. Yes. Mentally. Yes. Off the fucking rails. A lot of people don't take that into consideration. You know, we're, we're in a sport that is judged. So when we're, we're talking about being the best, winning a show, nobody's going to beat me. That mentality you can have up there, but then when the day the show happens, you're in the judge's hands. Right. You've had to bring that best version of yourself. So you can tell you know tell yourself all day long that I'm going to be this, I'm going to be that, but then again, it's up to the judges and the judges' criteria. Of that, course. That, that, um, the only thing
0: that. you can do as a competitor is, you know, you can say you're going to be the best, this and that, which is great. Just... But you need to show up your best, yeah. whatever, whatever happens happens, yeah, you know. I always make sure when I'm done a prep, whether I win, I lose, I always make sure I can look back and say I did everything I could, and there thats the meant there was nothing the more.
1: yeah, you have to have that it's like and my point in my bringing that up about the judges is um everybody's a fucking judge online, right? Oh, yeah. and everyone wants to kind of you know pull you down. You know, which, I again, I, I still have a hard time understanding that. But um, that that um, mindset that transitions into most of these guys' fucking day-to-day of jumping on and just talking shit, as I'm saying, it, it can
0: really affect
1: that, that mental...
0: It can. People mentality. don't... like. I, I have friends where they could have, on a post, right, they could have a 100 positive comments and one negative. And all they care about is that one negative... That's all they think about. I used to be me, and it's like I was like that at one point, yeah. and but I'm at the, I'm at that point now. Where I'm like, who cares? Yeah. Like I, even now, you know, I still read. I'll go on if I post something. I'm on. I'm looking at who's talking shit. I don't, I'll be I'll be honest. So to this day, I don't look at who's saying the positive. Mm-hmm. I'm like, where's this? Where's who's saying shit? <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest. I every it's it's still part of the you're, yeah. you're going to do it but i don't let it bother me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think now i kind of just read it and i'm like, okay, well, that's cool. Yeah. I n- I know what I know what i have to do, you know? I it's like i said, i don't like to use those certain things as fuel. Mm-hmm. But it's nice to have in the back of your mind for when you do need to pull it out sometimes. Yeah. But i now i don't ever let it like ruin my day, you mm-hmm. know? If someone's like, "Oh, you look like a fucking refrigerator." I'm <laughs> like yeah. You know, like, well, what, what kind? The expensive one? You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, fucking hell. You know? These fridges are getting
1: fucking technically advanced these days, huh? How much How much stuff can you hold in me, huh? <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, we, we were uh, talking about the Olympia prep. We've talked about, you know, fuel to the fire. We've talked about, you know, your childhood. And now where you're sitting right now, you're going into the Mr. Olympia... You talked about it all over the message boards. You said that you put a lot of pressure on yourself, but um, going into this year's show, this year's Olympia, best ever package that you're going to be bringing now in in what is a six weeks time. Six weeks. What, what can the fans expect differently to to other years?
0: I think um, I'm going to be a lot bigger. I know that last year, Olympi- last year's Olympia was 245. I mean, I'm sitting 277 right now. That's what you want right now. Well, 276 this morning. Um, Excuse me. I don't see, excuse me. (laughs) I don't see, I could see myself maybe being 260 at best, which is a 15-pound weight gain here. Um, I have improved my outer sweeps drastically. I actually think my waist taper is a lot tighter. I think my lats have grown. I think everything has improved that needed to improve. Mm To give myself a more balanced look while adding size and keeping the waist tight. And, I, I mean, I'll know my condition will be where it needs to be, so that's, I'm not worried about that. But I think overall, this is going to be a year where people go, holy shit, mm-hmm. Nick did it again. He, he shocked the world. Whether that means I'm going to win or lose, people are going to know, like, he, this man's still improving and we don't know how.
1: You fucking gone above and beyond. It's like the, the bar is the bar is elevated every single year. The confidence has come with it. Yes, you've had you know, you know your struggles in between, but of course. the uh, the amount of weight, the amount of size—I'm sorry—the amount of size that you have on your frame and your waist is so small. You've taken really extra precaution to make sure that that is never a talking point. It might have been of old, right? but you really dracti- drastically worked on certain key points to to break the stigma of big guys and guts and, and this and the other,
0: right? I do a lot of, even in the off-season, I think it's very important to train abs yeah. and continue to do, you know, vacuum work. Yeah, And even now, I, I do it every morning, after cardio, mm-hmm. train abs, vacuums. And then every other day would be, um, abs are every day, but every other day would be either... Uh, Quad or not quads, calves or glutes. Yeah, and that's just how I would do every morning at this point, leading into the show. And I, again, man, like I just I don't want to keep talking your gym up here, but being <laughs> in the dragon's it, it help it does help. Mm-hmm. It, it it it's a, just a different sense of motivation, you know, because it's again you don't know who's gonna walk in here, mm-hmm. and I just think that's cool, you know. It just and I for me I just think it almost puts me in a more relaxed state seeing a bunch of well-known people seeing people train really really hard and seeing people with the same mindset same goals it's 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 just a more at ease feeling but it also allows me to work harder at what i'm doing you know
1: well for me when i got off the plane in America, the first time talking about Gold's, you know, Ed Connors and Gold's Gym. Yeah. That was the mentality I had. Yeah. I walked into that place and I was like, holy shit. that's Here's Gold's. That's not, that, that's not, that, that's him. He, oh, wow. She, him, and I was blown away. Everywhere I walked and everywhere I looked, there was somebody. And even if I didn't know who they were, they were in fucking shape, kick, yeah. kicking ass. And that environment, I remember going back home, 19 years old, and being like, I need to get the fuck back.
0: You need to go like, Yeah.
1: Because that's what I wanted. That's what I, I, I envisioned myself being around like-mindedness, you know, and um, the, the, oh, I would say the aura that this goals gym had, you know, picking up dumbbells that you know that fucking Arnold probably trained on or, you know, exactly. guys like, like, obviously Lee Priest was, an I of mine when I was, a you know, a kid. Um, I'm thinking, fuck, there's Lee Priest's photo and he's the exact same dumbbells he's using in that exactly. photo. And now, that, that sort of same mindset, I, Wanted to put into the Dragon's Land. I know guys like yourself who are coming here to the gym and, and saying these incredible things, you know, only, I would say, grows the the
0: the belief that I had in this gym. Which is, you created something very special. I will say that. Thank you, man. Because I will say, it's, for me, it's one of those feelings when you know you know, right? Know you know When you know you know. And when I came here, it was just like, I know, this is it. Mm -hmm. I want to be here. Because I I know, I could go, when I moved to Tampa, right, I thought that was going to be what I would feel here. (laughs) And I didn't really feel it. I was like, "Mm, this is cool, but this this is not it. I came here, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, this is it. So what was that it feel? Again, I just think it was, I walked in here, knowing what, I kind of knew what I was walking into, and it was a sense of, relief Hmm. for me because I feel like I've had a very mentally stressed year walking in here I just felt like I belong here like I think this is where I've I've found myself Hmm. I think because I and this might go for anyone who's young who had you know maybe quick success I think you go through a point where you you lose yourself and you don't know where you belong you don't know who you can trust you don't know that you 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 literally lose everything Mm. and i thought moving to tampa would have been that i found myself again and i I don't i didn't yeah and i like i said i've been here for four days so i don't want to speak like i've been here for so long but i came here and i just felt like okay like i i feel like this is i belong here Mm. you i think you and you always know that when you're like i don't want to go back to where i live you know, like, I don't want to go back to Tampa right now. I don't, you know, like when I went to Florida, I was like, I don't want to go back to Jersey. You know, like, I don't, I'm good. But now that I'm here, the motivation's high for me right now. And I, I think I need that right now. I need that jump. yeah. And I've gotten that. And I know if, well, if I was to go back, it just wouldn't be there. And I ended up coming back anyway. <laughs> so I'm like, that's why I said to you before I even came down here, yeah. I said, yo, I might just stay. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. You better <laughs> tell Matt. I don't need the drama, <laughs> but I'll welcome you if Matt's yeah. over. But no, it's. Th- I'll say this about Matt Matt is very competitive. Matt wants to win. Yeah, he does. But Matt cares very deeply about his athletes and what will make them happy. And if I said, Matt, I'm, I'm staying in Vegas. I think I need this. He'd be like, if, if you're thriving, you go do what you do. Yeah. And that's one thing I admire about him that I don't think people really understand about him unless you really work with him. He cares more about you than you as an athlete. And that goes really deep for me. Because, you know, the whole time me and him got back together, he's like, I just want you to be happy. I don't know what it is, what you need, We'll figure it out, but I I want you, Nick Walker, to be happy, and that's that means a lot for me, you know. So I know for a fact he would. If I said, "Yeah, I'm staying here," he'd probably be like, "Live it up." Have you told him yet? No. <laughs> oh, shit, you better fucking tell him
1: before the podcast goes out, Matt. No. As I said about Warner Brothers, disclaimer: I had nothing to do with this process. I support whatever you do. <laughs> no, but it's it's um, you know with Matt he genuinely does care you know um, I seen it through a lot of the athletes that I you know physically trained with Dallas yes. you know he cared about that guy's health more than fucking Dallas know. Ca- ca- cared about himself you know and and, um, and the same thing for, for you too he's like I just want Nick to be happy healthy and retire on top
0: one thing he's always said to me, he's like, "I just want us to grow old together and just be friends, yeah, and he says that to like all his really close clients he's he loves bodybuilding, <laughs> but he's like i just I want us all to just grow old and hang out, yeah. and that to anyone that has any thought about him, they should take that in consideration, like whatever you've heard, and that shit ain't the truth, man, you know like Matt is one of the most genuine people I've ever met in my entire life, and he cares deeply. Like, and who even say themselves? It it's it's a it's a good and bad thing, you mm-hmm. know. He he admit omit it, yeah. but I think it's more of a good thing because that's a quality you don't ever want to lose. You know you because if you lose it, people people will notice. But the, the, just to care so deeply about you know, the people around you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you, it's just a feeling that never, you never, never get tired of, man. You know, like it's selective though, bro. It is very, oh, it's very it's, like, I selective. know it, I can go to him about anything. Mm-hmm. Like I could wake up tomorrow and say, I don't want to do this anymore, Matt. And he'd be like, if that's what you want to do, bro, I'm cool.
1: I can see Matt saying that.
0: He'd be like, I want you are happy. He's like, if, if that's what's going to make you happy, mm-hmm. That's cool, bro. Mm-hmm. He's like, come hang out. <laughs> you know, yeah. he, he, he would be, he's all for whatever makes the client happy. Yeah. And that's one thing I, I, I truly appreciate.
1: So all the young guys that are now coming through the ranks, looking at Nick Walker, poster on the wall, what have you, what advice have you got for these uh, next generation? <sighs>
0: Dude, that's terrible advice, by the way. Awful. Awful. Don't listen to that. <laughs> the fuck is that? Is that just fucking
1: vagina advice or something? Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I would say stay focused, be consistent, have great work ethic, thick skin, a very strong mindset, and a heart of a champion, and always believe in yourself. And I think you will always shock yourself on what you're capable of doing. Incredible. Nick,
1: I think that if there's anything else you want to finish off on this podcast, man, go ahead and say. Yeah. We'll wrap it
0: up on the top. I'm going to win the Mr. Olympia. Fantastic. <laughs> say it one more time just for me. I'm going to win the Mr.
1: Olympia. That's a Nick Walker podcast. Straight out the lair. This guy is chasing that title, and I'm excited to see you do it.
0: Thank you, brother. Straight out the lair. Out.